March 2nd, 2016, is what from Bead Rose Show.
Pedro Show on a Wednesday at the Love Grotto here on the Pleasure Point. Wild Kingdom, Brother Matt. Yeah. We got some righteous weather. I think rain's coming this weekend, though. Yeah, that's what they say, but they've been wrong a lot this year. Yeah, they have been. The old El Nino never showed up. Right. Well, it is. I think it's stalled out in the mm. Northwest because they're getting pounded with mm. rain. Mm. Oregon, Washington, B.C. Huh. I started with the last booze, John Coltrane, then our guest, Brother Matt. 
by your suggest. Yeah. But I've always wanted to have them on, too. Ever since I heard about him via the Hodge. <laughs> uh, stick man with the beat in his hand. My first opera. Also knows how to dance. <laughs> People don't know that in Long Beach. Mm. I think uh, LBCC, Community College. Uh-huh. I think he did some instruct. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Hodge and Tards. <laughs> Branson. What a scene that is. Pirouette. Oh, he's going to be hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, I only know because he told me. So he must have been totally shaved. Um, I'll take you there. Staples uh, uh, Singers cover. Rick Holmstrom. Rick, Rick Holmstrom, yeah. You know, I, speaking of Long Beach, uh, that's how I, I originally uh, got turned on to you was, was this thing here. A cool little sampler down at Fingerprints when it was down in Belmont Shores. Um, Second Street. Yeah, a little free. They had a little I'm freebie out there. Downtown. It, uh, yeah, it's a cool spot. It's basically got. But, uh, you, yeah. yeah, so a little like sampler. A yeah, a little little EP deal. Yeah. Uh, three song sampler. Yeah. So a little freebie turned me on. So yeah, I went and bought the bought the full one and uh, yeah, been a favorite ever since. Hydraulic groove. Yeah. 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 Hydraulic groove. Yeah, you gave it. Yeah, yeah, it made it made a few uh, discs for you. Tune from that. Cool. Mr. Medeski, right? Okay, sure. Towards the end, but let's start from the beginning. What's your earliest musical memory, Rick? Whoa. Uh, well, I was born in '65. My dad was a DJ when I was a kid, and so. Um, Did you want to leave it at work so you never heard music? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like where where were you? The first Here's movie so I went to as a kid and I slept through the whole thing, I guess, was a Beatles movie. Uh-huh. So I would probably have to say it must have been the Beatles. In what town were you? Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. A little northwest. Uh-huh. Yeah. A <laughs> little. <laughs> <laughs> northwest by you. That's right. northwest and John Okay, okay. So you think it was sleeping through? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm not sure which movie. What what would have happened? Yeah, one of those. Dark Days Night. Yeah, my mom and dad took me to that movie. And they were real young parents. They were 20 and 21. Probably my, my. I was the first kid, so my dad was crazy about, you know, all the Elvis and Little Richard and Buddy Holly, and then the Beatles came along and all that kind of stuff. So I heard all that. Well, he's a DJ. Is that what he gets to play? Rock yeah, he gets to play some of that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of control. Yeah, I mean, even then he was playing the hits of the day. So, mm. uh, but he he had his favorites at home. Okay, sure. okay, okay. That's great. So, but it, was he just a listener player, or was he? Uh, no, he didn't play at all. He didn't make music. They didn't make music. He played them. He played the records. He yeah. played the radio. Yeah. Okay, but still, that's in, incredible because you need you're gonna have somebody make the sound. You gotta have somebody listen to. <laughs> yeah. And also disseminate and share it. So people can hear and know, and yeah, maybe I mean, even my, turn people onto the culture of it. My so folk, did you get to hear the stories about as you were coming up about these records he was playing? Yeah, I mean, I I think they were. My parents were just of that age where they came, they grew up right during rock and roll. Yeah. And so then the Beatles hit, and they were still really young. They yeah. were just kids when they had us. Right, right, right. And so. Um, um, you know, music was a fun thing around the house. It wasn't anything like like they were players and. Or, or, well, did any of those get, probably didn't have any guest appearances much? No, but when I was twelve, my dad did take me to see Chuck Berry in Fairbanks. Oh, cool! That was my so first Chuck concert. came up. But I, I mean, yeah. there was probably a lot of visits to the studio. No. The guys on the tour. In fact, I got to say, my only Alaskan gig is Ketchikan. Oh yeah. 
And I just flew in. Yeah, because to drive, I think it's like three days from Canada. Oh, yeah. Canada. Canada. It would be crazy. <laughs> so you yeah. got to like make a tour like the whole week <laughs> to get that one gig in. But we're, I, we're going up there in May with Mavis to Anchorage and Juneau. Okay. It'll be my first time going home to play great. with her. Great, great. Yeah. So, I mean, you're in a music environment here and, and stuff. When did you get the idea about doing? Yeah, I, I mean... There's third, no instruments around the house, right? Right, no instruments around the house until... I, I, I think my mom and dad told me that I was a big fan of the Glenn Campbell TV show as a little kid. And I used to dress up in some kind of Western outfit and had a little plastic and he played guitar. So there was a toy, and then third grade I got a classical guitar, like a little Yamaha, tiny student guitars, and a teacher. This is from the folks. Yeah. And they tell you, we get this for you, you got to take lessons, you got to learn it. I started okay. started taking lessons with my teacher after school, learned the cowboy chords in the first position and all that kind of sure, stuff. Sure, open stuff. And then... And then it just was another toy in the room. The baseball's over there, the football's there, right. the basketball's there. Didn't do anything with it until I was in college. Wow. Yeah. So there's no high school or junior high uh, garage bands? Or no, not until college. cats at school play? I would see people play, and that was during the time when guitar playing became really technical. And so I just got t- totally turned off by <laughs> Eddie Van Halen and, yeah. and all the people that came. Not that he isn't great, no, but no. all the people that came after him, it just became like, I can't, why would I want to pick up the guitar when that's going on? Wait, was there cats at school that had garage bands yeah. in Fairbanks? Sure, okay. sure, yeah. They were Battle of the Bands. Battle of the Bands, and they talent were shows. Good players. A okay. drummer named Kevin Fitzgerald that lives Sure, there. I know him. He was yeah. Geraldine Fibbers with Nelson Klein. Yeah. Uh, Bozulich, uh. Kevin and I grew up together. Wow. Oh, wow. Kevin yeah, and I great, used to and sit. And me and Nels got to jam Stooges with him in something called The Real Omise. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, wow. We used to Small sit world. in his room with the black lights and the kiss posters and everything, <laughs> and he could, he could already jam out. He was already great. So he had a drum set. Yeah, and I would sit there and kind of try to figure out what oh, the chord... On that thing that was in the corner? Yeah. No way. <laughs> was... You probably drowned your ass. Oh, I was terrible. You're probably my minute. <laughs> okay, so college comes. Do you go to school up there? No, I went to University of Redlands. Come to California? Yeah. And, I think I uh, played there once. It's uh, inland. Yeah. Redlands, yeah, like, of course. Yeah, it's out by San Bernardino, Riverside. Uh, California 60. Yeah, and I was, uh, you know, I... I played basketball in high school, and, and I played in college, and I kind of sat the bench at University of Redlands, played for... Rode the Pine. Rode the Pine, <laughs> Division three school, you know, had, had, had a ball, you know, worked construction in the summer in Alaska to be able to help pay for it, and took out huge student loans and all that. And then my... What was your major? Uh, business, a minor in political science, had no clue what I was doing. Sure, you're I was a kid going to college because that's what I thought you were supposed to do. Right. And uh, there was a band in at Redlands that you know some friends had that were also basketball players and every once in a while I'd pick up a guitar and they'd go, dude, you can play. You should play with us. And I'd go, nah, nah, nah. And it's finally, somebody else's guitar. It's not that one back home. Somebody else's guitar, yeah. <laughs> so finally, senior year, me and another guy named Tom Nevins and I basically joined this band together because they'd lost a couple guys to graduation. Yeah. And he was really into roots like Chuck Berry and and uh, you know, Muddy Waters and Albert King and and bands like the Tailgaters from oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Minutemen got to play with him. Did you? <laughs> 
Keith Ferguson bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bass. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the guitar man's name, but Don Leedy. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. And then they had a dude who played keys on metal vest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> they band. were fucking smoking. That's you what, can believe that. That's what we wanted to be. Continental Club. Uh huh. Yeah, I believe it. And uh, Keith played up old P bass upside down. Mm-hmm. He was bad. He's passed away. But, yeah, he was. And great. they were really kind to us. They had no attitude. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I kind of do little things like that, uh-huh. but I keep them going. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, okay, okay. So, so these cats you mentioned here's uh, not the flavor of the day. Here's some old. Yeah, it's like a swamp pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and a little bit of Texas blues type stuff and. That's what that was the first band I was in was was all into that. So, but you have to buy an electric guitar. You had to buy an amp. I had, I tell you, I had I think a hundred and fifty dollars to my name, and I bought a hundred and twenty five dollars worth of guitar stuff <laughs> just to be in that band. And my wife now was my girlfriend then, yeah. and her sister and yeah. all their friends just ridiculed me, laughed yeah, at me. Yeah, that's a good form. <laughs> <laughs> and I, asshole. I remember the first gig we played was in a house. And it was so much fun. It was. It gave me the same feeling that I would get when I was uh, playing a basketball game in a full oh, gym. Oh, like a rush. Yeah, that rush that you yeah. got all of a sudden. All these people are having fun. Look at all the fun we're making. Yeah. And we stayed up all night partying after that. Yeah. It's just talking about how great it was. What and were the, these cats called? Oh, it was, it was called CBC. Um, it was a stupid name, but it was... It, it, What's the, it stand the, for? It was the California Boys Choir. Yeah, <laughs> because Damn, the because <laughs> the dorm that it's most of them like lived in was Cal Hall, and yeah. so they called themselves the Boys Choir. Yeah, and so the name stuck. And you know, after we got after we all graduated and got done with that, they yeah. all went on to do regular jobs and stuff. Other jobs. Yeah. Other jobs. Don't demean your guitar. That's right. right. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I just kept going to clubs. Sure, kept on pushing. Yeah. I love it. We're going to play uh, Whammo. All right, cool. This is a Rick Holmstrom. Instrumental, yeah, off of a record. Composition, right? Yeah, that's right. It's I want to of... get into your composer. I know you've done a lot of co- uh, covers. Well, I mean, it's it's inspired by people like Lonnie Mack and Lonnie Mack. stuff like that. Yeah, you'll definitely... Last, yeah. Seattle, yeah. Uh, no, the week before, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, cat in Cincinnati, Dave Widow. Right. Oh, wow, yeah. Small world. Yeah. Let's
We've been in the black, the tan and white building has been our complete back, a place to go, and protected from the elements in life, encouraged to expand through the work order day. Your life is your job every day, and the Ara House has good ones to hold people up and join the daily workforce through its three departments. We are fed by, by a cafe, look to membership and communications to lead our daily struggle, and biz tracks everything. We deserve a mansion for being human and trying, celebrating the mission of the house, Yahara House, pillar of humanity, worshiping a mind to do the right to follow and go to work. Live for Pedro Show. Start off with Rick Holmes from doing Whammo. And then uh, found out inspired by Lonnie Mack. Much respect. Then a brand new from R04, RMK featured Annabelle, the Schnack remix. Then a brand new from Robert Pollock. I can illustrate. Uh, story of my life, not new, I think from 1975. Pete Lofter and Don Harvey on Pump Board. Interesting man for the Cleveland scene, Peter Lofter. Old days. Barris Whitfield, The Savages, uh, Angry Hand, his latest album. Big Crux, Panchito, Northwest. Uh, brand new from uh, Familia Miranda, Memorias and Las Manos, out of. Uh, Barcelona, some Chile guys, and very be careful. Uh, El Reveiruto, I'm going to get to play with them, I think sometime in April. And then finally, uh, see Trigueros, Shetland Chords, and Yahara House, Joe Brewer. Back to the story, Combs from here, he did his first gig, it was a success. He rolled the dice with 125 of his 150 dollars, and it came up sevens. That's right. So bitching, I love the snake guy. But if you got the snake guy, you get back up. But you didn't have to. You got some momentum. It carried you. Those cats who went on to do other work than music, mm-hmm. you kept pushing with the music. Right. You probably moved a little from the inland towards the water. That's right, I did. I, I graduate or something, right? Yeah, I, I moved out to L.A., and I just um, I started going to all these basically ghetto blues clubs because I was really getting into blues. What and, year did yeah. you move to L.A.? Uh, I graduated in 87, so 87, 88. Okay, because that's why I was doing a blues show, at, and yeah, so I knew a lot of the blues. Yeah. Oh, like... like uh, Johnny Dyer was one of your buddies. Yeah, he was a a good friend. But I I split from L.A. in 87, Mm -hmm. and and that's when I stopped doing it. So that's why I hadn't met you. That's timing right there. Yeah. (laughs) It's called the blue shift. 
for many oh, years. Yeah. I mean, he went to Willie Dixon's pad and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah people come up and play all, all the time. So. Yeah, so you guys just missed from overlap. I know, yeah. yeah that's that's thinking, Where'd he come from? Yeah. You know, <laughs> what, from the, <laughs> the first band I saw when I drove into L.A. with a buddy of mine, I had a fake ID, went to the Lighthouse yeah. in Hermosa. Hermosa Beach. James Harmon. Wow, yeah. With Hodge Stephen Hodges on drums. <laughs> yeah, and, a lot of stories about the tour bus that had many leaks of the <laughs> diesel. Students <laughs> would get gassed out every fucking ride. Crazy. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I sat so there in that What club. happened to that cat? I'm curious. What happened to that cat who was in the band that was interested? He just... Oh, That's Tom! As far as it went, Tom. Yeah, he's he's he moved up to the Bay Area, where 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 he's from, and he works a regular job now, a different job, a different in the computer and business world. But he still has a band on the side. They're great, called, great, because I yeah. was going to ask about. Yeah, that. and they're called the No Cover Band, and they play bars around the Bay Area, and and they're and Tom can sing his ass off. He's just a really great singer, and uh, so I'm I'm happy that he still you know has yeah, does that. He's got kids and. The whole deal, you know. And he got your fire lit. So you're going to the, you're going to the well, mm-hmm. the primary source. See these cats play. Yeah. And you're taking it in. Now, how's this match with the guitar lessons? Isn't that a trip? <laughs> now you got the practical. Now you're learning yeah. what guys are doing, and you get to see it. And they're they might be small clubs, but that's even better. You can get up close. Well, the, Just think of it as arena rock, like oh. me. And me. There's Mark <laughs> Bowling 5,000 miles away. <laughs> what the fuck's he doing? No, you know what I would do is I would bring a guitar in the trunk, yeah. and I'd, I'd watch the first set, yeah. and, it's, and I'd slip out to the car and grab my guitar and go in. And try to, like, burn Brandon yeah. in the mountain. You know, spend memory. 10, 15 minutes doing that, then I'd run back in there and, you know, Catch soak up doing. more. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Stay up all night <laughs> trying to learn it. You know, just it was nuts. The thing that I was lucky for was that I was about 23 or so, 23, 24, yeah. and I got with this guy named William Clark, yeah. who was a blues harmonica player, right before he signed with Alligator Records. Mm. And he was going through band members. He was tough on people. Mm. And I was young and hungry, and so I went on the road with him for about three years in vans that were breaking down all over the place. Yeah. And... and Toured like crazy with it. Butter and Deuce. Everybody else was way better than me. I don't even know how I got the gig, but he thought he could see that I was hungry and that I played good rhythm guitar. So that's kind of why I was hired. Was, was Steve Samuels playing too? No, I came in right after oh, Samuels. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got I some good video of him playing on the on the show oh, of man. Bill Clark. I saw Samuels play a lot of times. Yeah, and, he was amazing. His sound. He's one arm one arm guitar player. Yeah. yeah. He played like this, left-handed. And he 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 had been one of those. Uh, what do you call it? Famil- the, 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 the babies that lose part the of their mind. They the, think it was a drug. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, ladies. You won't have labor yeah. pains. Yeah. And then and then the babies won't have arms and legs. Yeah. He yeah. had like a little one-inch nub, and he flicked perfect. Part of that is yeah. like remember perfect. my cool clean friend Tone born yeah, in yeah. Part of it was the same kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Played like this, and so he played with the. Pick in his elbow. It was just like no a pick, callous just nub. nub. Just the elbow. Actually, the nub. Yeah. yeah. It was like perfect. It was made to play. What a sound. He got the most amazing guitar sound. So that that was a big influence. And then through that, I learned about this guy named Junior Watson. who uh. played with Rod Piazza back then and then Canned Heat. And, and it just kind of led on, started going to these ghetto clubs and seeing people like Smokey Wilson and Johnny Dyer. Mm. And, 
and uh, Finest Hasby and mm-hmm. just all these guys who had moved from Mississippi or Texas or Chicago to L.A. because of jobs in the 50s. Sure. And then they stayed. And so there's a there's a blues scene that was happening back in the 80s and part of the 90s mm-hmm. that was before all of the, like, Stevie Vaughan and... Mm-hmm. All that stuff happened. If you go to Tina Mayfield's place and Maddie, uh, um, Big Mama Thornton, Maddie oh. Thornton's sister, they had a club down there for a while. That's had dinner with uh, Albert King at their place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, down the South Central Blues Unlimited or simple. I forget the name of the place. Yeah, but, uh, there was like the Pure Pleasure Lounge. There was the Pioneer Club. That was mm-hmm. Smokey Wilson's place. Um course there's babes and ricks that was a little little bit later but there's i mean i was just the kid coming in with the guitar you know i'd buy i'd buy like a three dollar uh entrance fee that gave you got you fried chicken and maybe a beer yeah i'd sit there and listen the whole night and then they'd see that i had a guitar and at the end of the night they might say kid you want to come and play mm. and i play a little You're bit yeah Bitch. yeah but it was i mean i was just really just trying to soak it all up well, yeah, but that was cool that they were open. And yeah. I heard stories about Robert Johnson turning around so you couldn't see his hand. <laughs> <laughs> right? You ain't gonna learn this <laughs> <laughs> or steal this. No, it was all wow. cool. Okay, really. So you did some touring and stuff. Can you remember the first recording? The first recording was with William Clark and and Johnny Dyer at the, at Pacifica Studios in L.A. I, I remember the, I know the engineer. I've done a lot of work at this studio since. And he, he always tells me, I couldn't hear you. You, I kept turning your amp up, turning you up. Cause I, cause I was so scared. <laughs> yeah, I was playing quieter. <laughs> I was barely playing. That was your Marcel Marceau. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that that's what you brought. That was the game you brought. No, no, no. But it was scary, right? Oh, it was they call it what yeah. they call it. Red light fever. I get it. Yeah. Like if you you know just warm up, no problem. I'll say bling the real clam clam. You want me to play with all these guys? What <laughs> yeah, the fuck? But the, right. the, the, don't you think maybe that's way to fucking do it instead of finding a bunch of lame dudes? Oh man, find yeah. dudes that are better. Oh, someone uh, did somebody give advice on that, brother Matt? One show, find dudes that are better than you to play with, not dudes lamer just so you look good. Uh, yeah, you won't yeah. learn as much. Yeah. yeah, that's gotta be it. I mean, I was always the worst player. It took years before I could finally hang with some of these guys but you didn't know some dudes on purpose they find lamer dudes oh no I can't do that so you can stand I'm tall. still playing with better players okay, than okay. me but somebody gave me advice I can't remember <laughs> I like that idea play with better dudes yeah. you got there William Clark this year oh let's see well it was a, it was called LA Blues Anthology oh, okay. it was a um, kind of a it was for, yeah, it was for a European yeah. label and basically William Clark was Throwing the light on a bunch of like LA, a sampler, yeah, a bunch of cool. LA unknown uh-huh. artists, oh, cool. from, mostly from the inner city. For European people, yeah, yeah, because you know a lot of that stuff. Because years went by, yeah. but oh no, but oh no, uh, who's the big guy? He's now living in Amsterdam. He was living in New Orleans with his house burner. John Sinclair. Oh, okay. Oh, the guy yeah. White Panthers and all that MC5. Right, but yeah, he yeah. was way into blues, too. Yeah. You know, the guy, oh, man, is not, you know, right, brother? Man? Yeah, yeah. Incredible collect. And what he yeah, lost right in that fire. Oh, yeah. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Huh. John Lennon wrote a song about he got thrown in jail for Mota. 
Yeah, all kinds of guys, just like a out. total raconteur, got stories up the yin oh, yang. I, I, no, I do that been with him. <laughs> Is a DJ in New Orleans? Uh, now he lives in Amsterdam. The path like burned down. So that's where he lives now. But Europeans have always had a deep interest in our blues scene. So that's cool. Yeah. That, and you got to be along with that. And at the same time, it was like life, learning process. Oh, yeah. Bitching. Okay. So you're sidemanning it. When you decide, I want to do my own thing. Oh, that took years. I mean, I played yeah. with Bill and then Johnny Dyer, then Rod Piazza for seven years. Yeah. So it wasn't until 2002 when yeah. I put out that record, Hydraulic Groove, that I finally yeah. said, all right, I'm going to get out and do this. And I toured for about two years on that. Was well, a trio. Yeah. Sometimes a four-piece, but most of the time a trio. And then, uh, and then the, 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 kind of like the bottom just... Well, who'd you pick? Who's the other two guys you picked? Oh, well, uh, the guys that are with... Give them some credit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Termas and Stephen Hodges. That's right. <laughs> and they're still with them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just want to say that because you were saying that other cat was having trouble holding on to dudes. There's situations where there ain't trouble holding on to dudes. Right, and that's yeah. fucking righteous thing I know <laughs> from having trios. You know, when you find cats that can be with you, it's bitching. Oh, uh, yeah. And a trio, I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. a, there's a special thing that happens with that. I, you, you add a room in the boat, dude. Yeah, exactly. But you add a fourth or fifth piece, and yeah. somehow it starts to wobble a little yeah. differently. And you can also have, like, a, uh, what's it called, deadlock? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2-2. Two, two. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Can't have no deadlock. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to give. Someone's got to give. There's this. Okay, and you just call it the Rick Holston Trio, and you just started out, but well, you wrote up some stuff, yeah. did some covers, and just took it up to the road. Yeah, we were on the road. and, and Two uh, years. Two years, and then... Bottom kind of fell out of the blues scene in a way. Yeah. And I remember that. The long yeah, beach. Yeah, it goes through cycles yeah. all the time. Had the scene there and just, because the organ man and second man was in that Bourbon oh, right. Jones band. Uh, oh, yeah. Me. You saw the whole thing. Yeah, just cycles, cycles. cycles. All throughout the whole country, it was all of a sudden. Took a head down. You used to be able to go out with a new band and, and get it to go through a town three times, maybe build a uh, following, sure. you know. If you didn't hit it the first time, yeah. it's like, I don't know Try if we can have else. you back. <laughs> so, so exactly. So then, and then my wife and I started to have kids, and yeah. it was, okay, I'm going to stay home and watch the kid while my wife is working her job. And I, you know, I just sort of like did European tours here and there until the Mavis thing hit. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour. Cool. March 2, 2016. Just watched the show, but now, I guess, comes to hold tight for hour two. March 2nd, 2016, second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
of hours, you came to me, and I said, Your hair is not brown. So you lifted it lightly onto the scales of grief. It weighed more than I.
Mother's hair was never white. Dandelion, so green as the Ukraine. My yellow-haired mother did not come home. Rain cloud, above the well do you hover? My quiet mother weeps for everyone. Brown star, you wind the golden look. My mother's heart was ripped by lead.
five brothers and one sister. His brother Mario lettered in football at USC in the years 1952 to 54. In 1944, Aldo Ray entered the Navy, where he served as a frogman and saw action in Okinawa with UDT-17. Upon leaving the Navy, Ray entered the University of California, Berkeley, but his studies there were brief. He settled in Crockett with his first wife, Shirley Green. They had one child, Claire DeRay, and he was elected the 12th Township Constable of Crockett. Just north of San Francisco.
booster Maneuver the ship in the rocket boosters As you get close to the edge of the future To walk on planet red Mind power moves the gray space coaster Maneuver the ship in the rocket boosters As you get close to the edge of the future To walk on planet red I had a sky view of the masses Who elected to take that role They descended down from mountains and towns A sight to behold And someone shouted the rocket's here But need not fear I'm a rocketeer Drop that balls in the glass so clear I might be gone for a while my dear But we can take the next flight out We can have just one night out Turn the world inside out We live our lives good in a sign out The platform becomes the runway As we all strut on board In the orderly fashion Crying and laughing And then they close the doors Bob all moves to Great Space Coaster Maneuver the ship in a rocket booster As you get close to the edge of the future To walk on planet red Bob all moves to Great Space Coaster Maneuver the ship in a rocket booster As you get close to the edge of the future I might be gone for a while She said day. I want to explore the universe Her exact words to me More than just a star, I want to be part of this odyssey Need not pack your possessions, you can just come as is Cause everything as it appears to be as we glide out the hemisphere Stratosphere, they say the end is near That depends on the engineer As I boldly approach the controls, I just want to get us the hell out of here Clear, stargaze, staring to abyss Some days you never know the gist Part ways, it gotta be more than this Mind power moves the great space coaster Maneuver the ship and the rocket boosters And as you get close to the edge of the future You walk on planet red Mind power moves the great space coaster Maneuver the ship and the rocket boosters And as you get close to the edge of the future You walk on planet red Someone shouted the rock is gone But need not fear I'll be rocking on New space and time from a world gone wrong I might be gone for a while loved ones Someone shouted the rock is gone But need not fear I'll be rocking on New space and time from a world gone wrong I might be gone for a while loved ones I got some friends
Live from Pedro Show. Start the second hour off with Turn Your Damper Down. Rick Holmes. Why did you tell us about that too? Well, that was on a record that I did with Juke Logan yeah. and, and Stephen Hodges playing drums. We just had this idea to just do guitar, drums, and and vocals and harmonica. And Bass neglected again. Yeah, sorry. Or uh, sorry. Kick. <laughs> no one to dance. Well, with. you know what happened? There's a story to okay. it, though. So we're playing this club up. The, sorry to like. The, out on you. I'm playing this trio gig at the Redwood Bar in L.A. And the bass downtown player, Redwood Bar and Grill. Second yeah. Street. The, the bass player couldn't show up. He had something come up at the last minute. He let you down. So we are playing as a duo, and there's Juke Logan out. Hey, man, did you bring any whistles with you? Yeah, come on up here. And somebody recorded it, and I, I was listening to it a couple of weeks later, and I, I called Juke and said, man, you got to make your next Juke Logan record like that. It was the coolest shit, because I could just change at a moment's notice wherever I wanted to go. Yeah, and I didn't right. have, it didn't have to be arranged at all. It was just oh, yeah, yeah. beat and guitar. And uh, after a while, Juke finally acquiesced and yes, decided, maybe. yeah, maybe we should try that. <laughs> and he turned it into a group name, and that's, that's Juke singing on okay. that song. Great. Uh, then Dan Kaufman, Aspen Tree, Tiny Box, Rats in the Louvre, Osmond, World Forgotten Sons, Aldo Ray, John Truby, Red Plant Slippers, As uh, and Asalone. It's a collaboration. Earthland Ensemble, Ladybug, and finally Solvents with Teenage Zoo. Uh, when did you bring the trio in to record? Was it the hydraulic? Well, I had made some records before that. No, but the, I'm, I'm wondering about well, Hodges. Hodges and Jeff. Jeff was Jeff was on Hydraulic Groove. Hodges played percussion on it. Okay. Um, uh, seed pods. I remember him bringing seed pods. Or or like a, a <laughs> anvil, you know, <laughs> or marbles on the calfskin <laughs> kick drum head. <laughs> I was. <laughs> He's really inventive cat. I had also played a long time with this drummer named Steve McGallion, and so Steve was playing the kit on most of that record, and Hodges was doing percussion. Okay. But, oh. Hodges did percussion for some fucking, uh, who's that clown in Chicago? I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no more. <laughs> you did another percussion. Guy, right? <laughs> who's that clown in Chicago? <laughs> That was Pogo, right? <laughs> anyway, anyway, okay, okay. So Hydraulic Groove didn't have Hodge on the trap. He's on the next guy? Yeah. That one's is, called Late in the Night. Yeah, Late in the Night. And that came out right at the same time that we started with Mavis. And you were asking earlier. That's going to come. We're going to play Mavis. Right now, I think what we want to do is engage the spin cycle and hear you work your oh. guitar to Brother Matt's. I'd better tune this thing up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll tune it up. Okay. I was born in the country. I was raised in town. I can naturally bone shake it from my hips on down.
Arkansas, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, and, and uh, you know, you know. I don't. I
<laughs> there you have it. Very much, Brother Matt. Yeah. Thank you bag. very much. Cool. Rick Holmes from yeah. being in the hot seat and delivering. <laughs> Delivering. It was wild. I've never done anything like that on radio yeah. before. I mean, he's feeling bad about stepping on other people's thing. Yeah, he, he stepped on it nicely, though. Yeah, gracious. Uh-huh. This is a show. Well, you know, you play in a trio. You know, you're not yeah, used I to know. that much racket. Yeah. You don't want uh, everybody on one side of the pedal just yanking it. It's like olive. I was right. What was uh, your motivation, Prime? Impetus to do what you just did to us, brother man. I just wanted to try to get something laid down that, that Rick could go off on. The, the Celtic Launch guys, man. they don't know how that got in there, but uh, you did well. <laughs> <laughs> That's the river dance part of the show. The river dance. <laughs> okay, we're at the end of the second hour. Watch the Pedro show March 2, 2016. Hold tight, hour three. Yeah. Show March second, two thousand sixteen. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show. <laughs>
Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with Oh Yeah Everything, Rick Holmstrom with Mavis Staples. Now, tell, tell us about you connecting with Mavis Staples. Yeah, I mean, I'll try to keep it. There's, there's a few side stories in it, but one of the big things was uh, she had us open for her on the Santa Monica Pier, one of those Thursday night shows in the summer. You know, thousands of people out there. You were there. Yeah. Brother Matt was there. Matt was there. Juke Logan was there. I mean, a lot of my friends were there. And it was uh, Jeff Termas, Stephen Hodges, myself, and also uh, Mike Tempo from the Bone Daddies. Right. was playing percussion with us at the time. And we got done with our about 45... Bone Daddies was one of them Fez bands, yeah. I remember. We, we got done uh, playing about 45 minutes or something like that. And I look over and the promoter's telling me to keep going. And there's this dude standing off to the, you know how they have those steps that go down sure. from the stage with these big yellow glasses with one eye kind of looking off a little off to the side and dressed pretty wild. And he, he keeps looking up at me going, yeah, man, I don't know who this guy is. So I keep playing, maybe three more songs, look down at the promoter. He's keep going, keep going. At this point, I'm playing, I've been playing over an hour, about an hour. And stop, these people want to see Mavis. They want to take you there. They want respect yourself. You know, they want all that. Finally, play a couple more songs, look at him. He's okay, come on down. And it turned out that her band was flying in from Chicago the day of the show, which was stupid. And they were stuck on the tarmac in, at LAX. And could we back her up for a while until they got there? So we go back to this tent with Mavis, and I say, uh, do you play any blues? No, I don't sing the blues. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, you do, but you don't, you don't, you don't consider it blues. <laughs> And so finally we come up with a couple of songs and we start, we played maybe three, four songs, something like that. And her guys finally showed up and we literally handed them cables and sticks and they just started playing it, finish out the show. And as I'm walking down the steps, this guy taps me on the shoulder with the big yellow glasses and, and it turned out to be Ry Cooter. Uh-huh. And, he, and I didn't realize it at the time. And he, man, you guys sound great. And, oh man, it's so cool to meet you. We don't know her songs. Oh, I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> but the way you sound with her, you know, it just it. So apparently, the reason Mavis was in town was because Rye was producing a record on her at the time. The band wasn't on the record, and he kept talking about us in the studio the next week. But that's the band, and her her manager already kind of wanted that to happen. This guy Dave Bartlett, um, but um because the band that she had at the time they were real good musicians but yeah. they had been with her for a long time and they came during the Prince era of, oh, they, they were formed to back up the records that she made with Prince right. so we got the gig and our first, sh- our first gig was supposed to be in a small club in Hermosa Beach but Mavis got sick while we were rehearsing and so our first gig was the Tonight Show oh wow yeah. Yeah. That's a bad shooter. Yeah. Man. <laughs> well, that's a great story. Yeah. And, and, and you're still backing her up. Yeah, nine years later, we're nine still there. Oh, awesome. Uh, Evolutionary Squalor Part 1 of 5 from Liquor Ball. That was from 2008 recording, Brother Steve. I did the Steve Stock gig. Right, yeah. Pacifica. First time I ever played Pacifica. It's like, I don't know, 12 miles from the city, but it could be another whole another place, huh? place. Where is it? It's west. It's called Pacifica. I guess it used to be six or seven villages that turned into a town. But if you're on the, you know, at PCH, yeah. coming out of the avenues on the west side of the city, mm-hmm. you start going south, Pacifica's the first big town. There's a lot of fog, huge-ass beach. Mm. In fact, the sneaker wave uh, 
drowned an old dude walking oh. in and see it. Wow. Yeah, keep your eye on the by, water. Is it by Playa del Rey and all that? No, no, this is the city, uh, San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. Water I thought you were talking Ooh. about. Okay, I got you. Uh, Playa's a little more, I think James Worthy lives there. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's by South of Marina del yeah, Rey. Yeah, yeah. Well, you okay, so you country. Like, and yeah. it's trippy, you know, because anything east of the city or south, man, it's all part of this yeah. strip mall track home. Yeah. And this isn't like that. It's a tr- And you're right there. Wow. It's like another world. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize. Usually very foggy. Anyway, it was an emotional gig. Uh, yeah, I bet. Steve's wife, uh, Patty. I'm, I'm glad it was there. Jello went and sang the side two of Funhouse with us. Nineteen seventy did the first verse good, but got on the other side of the beat. You know when they're on the other side, you just can't get them back over. It's like in school with the row, row, row your boat, and they just can't hang on. You know, they hear the other. Okay. Anyway, that's uh, Marlon. He was the bass on that, and he helped put together the event too. A backpack and bankroll for a Norman Wehrhahn from the Scheisse Squad Two out of Hamburg. I think they're Auslanders. Cosmodrome Gravity song. Finally, Dr. Amazon. Ooh, ah, out of uh, Portland. He's one of the Smegma cats. L.A. Music Free Society. Um, very interesting. Uh, nine years, a chance of meeting like that. Yeah. But obviously, she, she digs your plan. Yeah, I guess so. It's been pretty, and now, pretty cool. You started off as Sideman, which is kind of fucking collaborate. Well, obviously, he'd pick you up as a side one. But now that you're a band dude, yeah, you collaborate with me. What, what, we're going to play something here by, uh, yeah, Mr. Medeski, John Medeski. Oh. Uh, what can you tell us about that? That was one of those record company things, honestly. So it was put I mean, together for it? Yeah, I mean, I'd seen that band, Medeski, Martin, and Wood, and, and they're great musicians. I thought they were pretty cool. But I think at that time I was making Hydraulic Groove and some of the people at the record label thought maybe it would fall into this jam band world that I didn't Uh, really know anything. That's why he was playing the violin and the flute shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I was coming out of... (laughs) I was coming out of the blues world. Yeah, I know, I understand. uh, But John was cool. You know, I picked him up at some hotel in Hollywood and brought him to the studio and we cut a couple songs and it was... And it's called Let's to Tape Roll, so it wasn't a lot of prep, right? No, in fact, what was going on was I was in the restroom and I came out in the rhythm section... Yes, I was feeling rested. (laughs) Yeah, you're wrestling. (laughs) And I I heard this uh, jam going on, and I just said, roll tape. You know, I told the engineer, just just roll it. And I walked out there and grabbed my guitar. And we cut a couple of things so that it it was a song. Miles did that. It was a... But I heard on the corner that he's done like that and shit. Yeah, it's like like a 10-minute jam that we probably turned down to five minutes or something. I've been part of things like that. I don't think it's dishonest. No, I, you, because the reason why I don't think it is dishonest is that you're hearing a moment. Yeah. It's way more honest than everything that's all put together, piece, bits and pieces sure, and sure. overdubs. To me, every moment that you're hearing is real. It's just that you might have chopped out two minutes of... Realness. Of, of uh, you know, not so great... Realness. Yeah. Because that's real too. Bad luck, good luck. <laughs> okay, let's listen to it. All right.
El Caco finally total eclipse. Nothing new on the sun. That's got Seb from Neurotics on bass. Uh, plans. Busy summer touring with Mavis. That's all. We got a new record and this documentary is so, so like out. in festivals or clubs. Yeah, we're yeah, playing Coachella oh, with her. That's oh, big. wow. Yeah. The biggest. I mean, my this, daughter. Talk, talk about this documentary. Oh, it's on it's uh it's on HBO. It's called Mavis, and it's about uh her, her just her whole sure, span sure. of her life, her whole career. The Staples Singers, all the way you up. Get to in now. there. We're in there up to the Santa Monica Pier Band. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's a really exciting time. I mean, she's seventy six, yeah. right, right, and she's still she's got two new knees. She's touring more than ever, and we've got. Uh, so you're putting off all your music to support her on this. Yeah, it's yeah. No problem. I mean, I've got two kids and a wife and kids, and. I, I tour quite a bit with her, and then when I'm home, I'm a dad. Sure. You know, and so I've got a few things going here, gigs, trio gigs that I that we do every once in a while, but it's not my first priority right now. Right now, it's a play yeah. for Mavis, Mavis the fan. Yeah. It's a good, good thing. You know, how we ask cats on the show, if somebody wanted to get in this racket shit and wanted to somebody who's been around, ask for advice, what would you tell? That's a good one. I I tell you I got a way of answering this. I mean, there's no wrong answer. Right? It's just opinion. Yeah. Well, a friend a friend of mine, this guy Donnie Grindler, used to be a, I played drums with me for a little while back, a, a few years ago, and then he got into um, when we when we toured on Hydraulic Groove, he went on the road with me for a while doing loops live on the gig. You know, he figured this whole thing out about how to trigger loops, and we were playing with them, and he had. Uh, earplug in yeah, his yeah. ear and that whole deal and it was new and all that and he wrote a book about it and now he's the president of Musicians Institute which I know you know I, I totally came up playing just watching people play listening to records I've learned a few you know I can do the numbers system I, I, I know what I need to know to get by on the gig but I'm not I don't know how to read music I'm not proud of that but I, I and and he asked me recently like would you come and speak at MI and I said well only if the if the title of the talk was how to do everything wrong in the in and still work out okay as a musician because these these guys these people that are there at MI sure their path is completely different than mine or their it's looking to be anyway it's uh, I, I guess the thing I would say is yeah the advice part is um, this is a setup right yeah, the setup is. Setup is like you from the woods and these dudes from the institute, and now you meet each other. You better just love the music so much that you can't think of doing anything else. In fact, you might even have options of doing something else. Like I'm one of the rare musicians who went to college and got a degree and probably came out thinking that I was going to do something completely different. And. I ended up doing this, and it's only because I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I, I mean, against everybody's advice, I did. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't know you yet, but if you'd known <laughs> me then, <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta really, really love it. And I like, if, I like that. I like. And if you do, then if you follow it, follow your heart, you're probably gonna be okay. If you're bullshitting. If you're trying to get in a band to get popular or to get signed or anything like that, it's probably not going to work out. Jive. Yeah. Jive. Thanks so much for being on the show, Ray. Yeah, great thank to have you down. Great honor for me and Brother Matt. Thank brother you. Matt, Very thank cool. You for, you're always essential. Certainly. Honor for me. Certainly. Thank you. Yeah.
Thanks so yeah, much. Yeah. And jamming your... God, I, yeah. I hope you guys edit that a little bit. There's some... So good luck with the tour and helping us stay. Yeah, say hi to Mavis. Please. It's been March 2, 2016 edition of Wild Pedro Show. Everybody, keep your powder dry. Yeah.